What's up, guys? Uh, it's Brian Jackson, and I'm here with Nick Novak. Uh, he's played in the NFL for many years. Uh, he's played in other various leagues. Nick, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about all these clips you got and uh, just talk kicking. Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, so I asked Nick to text me two or three uh, links of some of his favorite clips over his NFL career. He could probably send me about 20. Uh, with his career but he sent me a few and what we're going to do is we're just going to dive right in here and just kind of see um, what Nick was thinking uh, you know how he felt during these moments and, and maybe even just just shine some light on on just the kicker mantra like what what's going on in the kicker brain and and feelings and things of that nature so let's get into it you must have a, a haircut hookup because that's what I'm trying to have <laughs> I actually put it on Facebook like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, whenever the whole COVID thing came in, uh, I, I was already like three weeks behind on my haircut. And so at seven weeks with, with my curly crap, like I told my wife, like I'm about to just buzz it. And she was pissed. She was like, you're not going to buzz it. And so she tried it and she did, she did pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So this was 2006. Um, it was a regular season game against the Cowboys and, you know, I've played at university of Maryland. So I was, I was a local guy and, um, you know, I was right there and, you know, this kick right here, if you would have made this, it was game over, obviously six seconds, fourth quarter. Um, but we got Troy Vinson, who's going to jump through, uh, I think the D gap, if you play it, Troy Vincent, who is the president of the NFL um, right now, I think that's his title. He's he's high up with the NFL office, league office. And, and for, the, for the record, who's kicking right now? This isn't you, right? This is Vanderjack. No, this is Vanderjack. Uh, I only had I only played for the Cowboys for two days, and now it's preseason. But the uh, this is Vanderjack, and you know historically, you know you would think he'd he crushed it. And this ball was probably going to be good, you know, 100% of the time, 35-yarder. But, uh, you know, Troy Vinson did an unbelievable job getting through the gap. Which one is Troy? Which is he right Troy here? Is, uh, I think he's the second one in. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, he, he jumps in and it's just the perfect timing, uh, hits the ground and puts his hand up. And then if you play it, there's a lot happens. But All right. Maybe it wasn't the second guy in, but no, I think you, I think you called it, Nick. Yeah, that's him. So, so like, there's a big. Hey, Nick, just maybe like I mean, with all your experience with field goal teams, you know, maybe talk about this tight end and this uh, this upwing relationship. So he put both hands and he punched outside. Maybe he should have helped a little more, but it also looks like that that tackle on the uh, there. Totally oh. puts everything inside both hands and didn't help at all either. Right. So it it uh, it opened up like the Red Sea and there's just uh, so a are perfect these, gap. Are these guys taught? You know, at the NFL level, are these guys taught inside, outside, like inside first, then outside, or what are they taught at this level? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, okay. Maybe we saw something on film. It happened so long ago, but Joe Gibbs. Did a great job, and um, Danny Smith, who is the special teams coach, one of my favorite guys ever, and 
Um, so in this yeah. situation, from like a kicker's perspective, you know, we're not going to see any of your any kicks that you got blocked. I mean, almost every kicker, if they've played from for a year in their lifetime, especially in high school, has had a kick blocked. You know, like what's the feeling of of hearing the double thud? You know, yeah, it's a it's it's a terrible feeling just because it's like when you hit it and it's usually it's a great hit coming off your foot and you feel like it's going to go through and it's a all of a sudden you know it's chaos and now you're getting ready to try to make a tackle or just make sure you know they don't score or anything like that so it's it's not a good feeling um but it's usually the ones that I've gotten blocked over the years have felt great off the foot and for whatever happens up front you just um yeah so I all right, so it's tied game, four seconds left. Bannerjack gets his kick completely annihilated here. And now what are you, like, thinking right now at this moment? I'm thinking I'm on the sidelines thinking, thank God, uh, I got a second chance. Because before this kick, what set up this kick, uh, which don't play this one yet, but Sean Taylor picked up that blocked field goal. Rest in peace. And one of the greatest teammates I've ever had. He picked up the kick, and as you see, there's zero on the clock here. There was a face mask penalty, um, which gave us an untimed down. Um, nice. Brought us to a 47-yarder. Um, so that face mask penalty and just the awareness that Sean had to pick it up and then and run um, as far as he did downfield to give us a shot. And you know, that's what, as you see here, so Sean Taylor's right there. Okay, I got you. Yep. So he, he's right here. Yes. And yeah, if you let it run, he's just running around and he's he makes a unbelievable play to put it put us in position to win this game. So he actually ran this thing up here closer and then there was a penalty and it kind of did it push you guys forward closer into field position, field goal position? Yeah, fifteen yeah, yard penalty, I believe, and it's put us into into field goal range. I think that face mask happened around the around the 50-yard line. Um, so be before we run this, this is in, you know, this is in Washington, D.C., right? Like, this is packed, I mean, completely packed house. What was on the line here, like, for this game? I mean, this is a rivalry game. Whenever you play the Cowboys and, and you're a Redskins player, it's it's a must win, you know, either side. It's, uh, it's just uh, it's a huge game whenever you play them and, you know, I know, know a lot of people in that live in that town who are diehard Redskins fans. My cousins are all Redskins fans. And, you know, I, I just knew growing up that this was the game and to be in this position to hit the game winner before, you know, overtime potentially, you know, I miss, I miss, if I miss this, then we go into overtime, who knows what happens, but um, we make this and I didn't necessarily hit it. Well, it was just a, it's kind of a soft, fast spinner that that uh, drew back in kind of a right to left and uh, just kind of went in that lower corner hit it just well enough and this is kind of later in the year I believe so the field was field was softer and it was just kind of a little chewed up so I just knew that I had to get a good plant and good uh, contact that I that I had a had a good chance of making this um, but there's Anyone who's played there knows that field gets gets a little chewed up, and there's there's some swirling winds. It's a big stadium, um, so it was uh, it was a lot on the line um, for us just to win. For me personally, uh, 
you know, I just just for me personally, as you know, as a kicker, and when you're in this situation, there's no better feeling than than being successful. You train for it, and this is what you want. And no, no better feeling. You get addicted after this kick. You know, it, it kind of extends your career a couple of years because now now teams know that you are capable of making um, huge pressure kicks, and you know this really helped me extend my career. I love that, um, Nick. Like you talked about swirling winds, and and with this stadium on this end of the field, do you recall? You know, you, you and we'll we'll be able to see three different angles here, and you you remember this because you've seen this probably hundreds of times, but. Was there any kind of wind coming in? You know, this is a long kick, so there could be some wind manipulation at, on a 47-yard field goal. Was there any wind in this area? It was a right to left, and, and I was just going off of the flags, uh, what they were doing. It was, it's just a swirling type of wind, similar to a you know, New York Jet, New York Giants stadium. Um, and it's just uh, – it wasn't, it wasn't probably 10, 10, 8, 10 miles per hour. Enough to play a, you know, two yards inside the uh, right post is probably was my target line. Here's, you know, right up, right, a little bit, you know, right guard, um, kind of that target line and, and extending it two yards to the right. Um, so somewhere in here? Like around, on the Toyota? or Let me see. Yeah, right where, yeah, right where your pointer is. That's, that's where I was going. Cool. All right, let's play it. Yeah, great trajectory. A sweet celebration. Yeah, that stat isn't uh, too impressive right there. <laughs> let's talk. Oh, let's talk about this, Nick. Like, I mean, these long snappers—they just go through heck, like having to snap and look at these guys' like knees on these guys' back of their knees. I mean, these yeah, guys just get—they de get demolished. They do. They get pushed back, and it's it's not an easy job at, at all. Those I feel for those guys. You know, when they changed the the rule uh, with the extra point, um, I, I felt for the for the guys that are protecting on field goal the most, because that is a lot of guys get injured on, on PAT field goal. Um, you know, after a long drive, they're exhausted. We're trying to get points on the board. So that's Ethan Albright right there. They call him the red snapper. He played I don't know twenty years, seemed like, but. You know, as you see, he's very good, very consistent. That's Derek Frost, who's holding, who's actually my financial advisor. Nice. Um, and he uh, he does a great job for me, but he's very good holder. Um, you know, so what 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 in your whole career, Nick? And this has been an interesting debate. Listening to veterans that are done, veterans like yourself that are still playing, um, guys that are just new to it. With um with the red snapper here, as you called it, is his obligation to to snap the ball at good location and get the laces out, or is it just good location and tempo, and it's the holder's job to spin it? What what's the expectations and duties of, of these guys? I think the snappers that last the longest, their expectation of themselves is to get laces, you know, a quarter turn, you know, anywhere from nine to three, and or perfect you know right at 12 I think that's their expectation for themselves the guys that just try to get location and don't care about laces you know that's I don't know about I don't know about that mindset you know to put all that on the holder to uh to get the laces where they're supposed to be mm -hmm. um I don't necessarily agree with so the, the the snappers 
you know, and the, and the coaches that have the expectation, you know, great location, get the get the laces somewhere in front so that it's only a quarter turn for the holder. I think it's the best uh, the best way mindset to have um, for a snapper. Got it. Now, just even looking at the red snapper here, what was what did you say his name again? Was Nick? Ethan Albright. He's a, he had red hair, so he he got that nickname. Got it. I mean, look at this dude's follow through on a game winning field goal. I mean. McCann, I'm not a I'm not a big snapping coach. You know, I know a few things. I'm more of a kicking coach, but to me, like just full extension, even on a short snap during such a pivotal moment, is impressive. Yeah, he was he was clutch. And I I was a second year player here, and you know I played for the Redskins in 2005, my rookie year, and I was filling in for an injured veteran, John Hall, who was an unbelievable kicker. Um, and so when he when I just watching them work and, and, you know, being around Ethan at the, you know, towards the end of his career and watching him go about his business. And, and Derek was relatively young. I think he was in his second year or third year. Um, but yeah, he, it, it was very comforting being around Ethan to have an older snapper. I love having veteran snappers that, that just, they're just know what they're doing and um, just grizzly vets that, you know, been through it. I'm sure he's had hundreds of big, big field goals like this to snap and game winners. So he was, uh, as you see, it was business as usual. You know, this snap is the same as an extra point. There's no nerves. And Derek, I mean, look at that. He's pinching that thing. I, I can see the whole ball. You know, he didn't have to spin it at all. You know, that hold right there, I love when holders pinch it and their fingers are off of it. And I, I see the entire thing. Right. And see how, and, then, and his head, you see how he's not he's not crouching over and, and his head is and face mask aren't right over the ball. He's he's away from it. And that that knee um up front that's on the ground, his right knee, he's not closed off, that's open. So I can see my entire I call it the hallway for when I'm in my stance back there and I'm approaching my plant. And that's I want that all open there. Some holders close off with that right knee and it's just uh it kind of it, it makes the kicker feel like they need to swing across um, and it doesn't. So I'm trying to swing through that, that left panel and up, up and through and over that guard. And, if, and so this, this, this is a good way, good film to watch for holders, punters, um, keep that, keep that right side open and keep the fingers off. Huge. And I love that you said the left panel uh, because I've, I've been saying that for ever since I met Houston, um, ever since I met Mike, um, just understanding, you know, the back left panel, 35% up, you know, making that tarsal contact on the, on the bone. Um, and obviously your foot somewhat is on the middle to the outside of the foot of the ball to the right. But what we don't want is the tarsal contact on the right panel. Cause that's what causes the, the hooks or the X rotation type balls. Is that, is that similar to what you're aligned with, or do you have a different um, thought process there? No, that's a that's a swing thought, and, that, and I learned that first from from Mike Hollis, nice, and, and his his background, and and Houston and Mike are in the same era, and so they've obviously learned a lot from each other. So that that left panel is a uh, is a big swing thought for me because it's just all about downswing bef before kick. And I want I want to you know come off that drive step and make sure my swing path is right, right through there and you know 
toe locked and, and pointed down and you know, none of my, none of, no part of my toe is hitting the right panel. Love it. As the long snapper, Albright is just getting completely demolished right in front of you. Yeah. Gosh. Those poor guys, they, they've shoot, man. And that, that's back when, you know, there's double pushers and, you know, in the middle and you could, um, you know, pretty much line up almost on top of the snapper. So they were getting crushed back then. And now, now the snappers are taking, getting taken care of a little bit better now. Mm -hmm. uh, with the with the new rules, but yeah, you know. So as, you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, we're gonna we're gonna run this through. You kind of played this from right up, right in, because you know it's a longer forty-seven, forty-eight yard field goal, longer range, in DC. So let's just run this through. Plenty of distance. So, and Nick, like, you know, when you're looking at these back angles and you're seeing all these guys, you know, getting a two to three yard push, you know, you're eight yards away, you know, what kind of trajectory are you needed to get in this to, to clear this, this group of guys here? Yeah. As long as they don't get, you know, three yards um, penetration there, you know, it's, it's, I'm eight yards away. So if they're anywhere, if they get one, two yards, it shouldn't affect anything. Um, and at that distance, you know, I, I should still be able to hit the ball, you know, 11 feet off the ground, 12 feet off the ground, where I'm, I'm hitting my normal ball. So I'm not trying to get height or anything like that. Um, but you definitely want to be, you know, your normal ball, definitely if you're six yards, five yards in the end zone doing a trajectory drill over the crossbar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something I would do all the time. And, you know, Mark Colombo right there, he's probably six nine and you know, with his hand up, he's close to ten feet. So that and and if he jumps even higher. So I just uh you know, you game plan for that, but you don't try to, you know, manufacture anything or, or I was just trying to hit my normal ball and and make the kick. Um all right, so yeah. here's the ball right here. I finally got it in frame. Here's the ball. And this was the defensive lineman, a defensive tackle, I assume, or trying to get uh, in. Colombo is actually a, an offensive lineman. I think he's an offensive tackle from what oh, I remember. Gosh. Yeah, so <laughs> they <laughs> they put all the tall, tall guys in there. He's, I think he's a coach now for the Cowboys. But he's – yeah, he was an offensive lineman. Wow. Well, that, that was awesome. Let's, let's roll into the next clip here. That was exciting. Big kick there. Yeah, the great thing after we made it, you just see Mark Brunell uh, with his hair flowing in the wind and everybody just – I don't know why I ran towards the Cowboys sidelines, but I, I did. <laughs> but everyone ran after me. And it, was, it was unbelievable. I got Rock Cartwright right, you know, holding my face mask as the, the cameras came out. And Rock was one of the best teammates I ever had and best special teamers I ever played with. So, I, you know, I love that guy and just – um, you know, I, I know how hard, um, you know, Mark Burnell works and, you know, he was towards the end of his career. And so I, every single game meant so much. I mean, we were, I was young and, you know, didn't know how hard it was to make playoffs and, you know, go to the Super Bowl just yet. So, that, but uh, it was, it was special, man. It's why, it's why I play this game is to make these kind of kicks for my teammates first and foremost. Right. Well, this, this is 
this was fun. Watch this. Let's all right. So let's move on to the let's move on here to the next next game here. All right. So um, all right. Talk about the year or or what which game was this here? This is when you're with the Chargers. This was 24-24 against Kansas City. All right. So this this year I kind of had a slow start. I, I remember and you know we needed to we needed to win out. This was the last game of the season at home. And we needed to win, I think, seven in a row uh, in order to make the playoffs. And then we needed uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to lose, which they did this day. So all we needed to do was win. And uh, so this, we were in overtime. So a huge game. It came down to uh, – this was our first drive, I believe. And we made it. Obviously, you can't finish the game with a field goal. So they had one more attempt after this to win it. But this was a big – Big kick um, for me personally. I just uh, was coming off one of the, the best years. We were coming off one of the best years uh, as a group in mean, the 90, 93%. Uh, I think we were 34, 37. And so I was I was very confident in everything that was going on. And, and I just wanted to finish strong here and, and make the kick. So, so 36 yards, Nick, like what are you thinking? Obviously, it's a pressure kicker. You know, it's a pressure. It's a pressure kick. So, what do you think? It was it on. So it's on the right hash. So, you know, what are you thinking on a mid range, mid or shorter range type kick from the right pro? Uh, what are you usually aiming at, and what's your thought process? Uh, well, this hash that way it was going away from the ocean, so the the wind comes in and it bounces off. It comes back towards me, so I got a wind in my face, uh, left to right, in my face, and so I knew I had to start it a little bit, you know, middle left. And it was one of the best hits that, that I felt off my foot. And I, I still, I still remember it. I watched this kick the night before every game and it was because of the way it felt. And it was just, it was, it was just uh, probably one of the best hits I've had in the game. Um, and even though it's 36 yards, you know, three yards back from a, an extra point, you know, I I let up a little bit on this, and I pushed it right. You know, that could have very easily happened here. Um, you know, my mindset here on the right hash with that kind of wind is that, you know, I start this thing left a little bit. It's going to push back uh, to the right. And so I got all that space. Um, so it was, this was this was a, a big point in our season to, to to win this game and go into playoffs. And it was the first time for me personally to go to playoffs. So I, it was like a Super Bowl game for me. <laughs> hey, Nick, like, did you even notice this side lace to the left facing you? Um, you know, I did not notice that, that little turn there because Mike Cyphers is so good. I mean, Mike's the best holder, the best that I've, I've worked him the longest and everything. And, um, He's able to make little turns like that, um, not even noticeable. And it's just he's he's one of the best, and that's why I was able, we were able to make you know ninety well, close to ninety percent. You know, however long I was able to kick with him, and and you got Mike Wint as the snapper. You know that. You know, as you know, it takes a lot of hard work in the off season to get to get good and confident and good rhythm good tempo and um you know I was this is good snap a little bit of a turn but 
as as good as Mike is, he's able to just turn in. I wasn't able. I didn't notice that at all. Nice. Um, for young aspiring kickers like high school guys or even even college guys, you know, when they're seeing, you know, you may not have seen this just because you have ciphers. Not everyone has ciphers, or like barely barely anyone has ciphers. So, <laughs> uh, like when you're seeing this and you're, you know, in high school guys when when they sh they struggle with seeing a side lace or a back lace spinning you know um what would you say to them coming into this for that split split half a second you know you got to just block that out um especially in 30 inside 40 yards you know it's everything's makeable high percentage kicks um the trust and everything you you develop with your unit um, should give you that confidence just to attack the ball regardless of what you see in that split second and it is it's fast and you're um, some guys see more than others um, but I don't, when I was with Mike like I said I didn't see a lot now if, if you got a holder who leaves the laces there mm -hmm. and doesn't doesn't turn it you know and you got to still kick it you know the best thing I can say is you just if you know that's the case and you don't have that kind of confidence and you and snap the holder just doesn't you know he leaves the laces a lot of times where he shouldn't then you practice that more often you when you're on your your three prong and you're, and you're kicking off the sticks you, you practice that situation um at least 20 percent of your practice is bad holds and you're you don't want your your holder to see you practice that very often because you, you know you don't want to let him you don't want to give him that um that you don't believe in him but if that's what you're saying, especially in, in team situations and practice and in games, then shoot, you have to practice it. Perfect. All right, well, look, we'll play this through here. Big kick here. So, like you said earlier, the rule wasn't first first person that scores wins, right? Right, yeah. You can't win a game on a field goal, um, you know, first drive of a game. So the other team had a chance to win it here uh, in overtime. So I think it comes down. They actually had a chance before this kick um, to put points on the board. But the, I think Ryan, um, Ryan Suckup was the kicker then. Right. Yeah, either pushes or hits the post. Um, so that was – that was that situation. And then then they drove down to put me in position. But I think this might be – they had a chance to drive and, we, and the defense stopped them and got an interception, and we won it off of that. Got it. Cool. All right, so let's go uh, – all right. So you're playing the Seahawks. You're playing – you're kicking against uh, – Josh Brown. Josh Brown, yeah. All right. Yeah. Complete stud. I'm warming up in warm-ups in this game from like 40, and he's from 55, and the ball's like not even coming down yet. I was like, oh gosh. So, we, was, was this a, was was this your rookie year in 05? This this was my rookie year, 2005, October 10th. I remember because my mom's birthday, and we had a close friend of ours who passed away of ovarian cancer on the same day, and so this I didn't know that uh, before the game, but I knew she was not feeling well before the game so it was I wasn't thinking of of all this in the moment but after it I, I made sure that I talked about Annie Arth and everything that 
that she was going through and, and her family. But it, for me, it was an emotional kick. And, um, right. Understood there. So w- what's happening here? Uh, are they just, is this at the end of the game, just trying to get you in field position? Yeah, we were in overtime. So we were in Who's overtime. the quarterback here? That's Brunel again. Okay. Yeah, he's a lefty. So he's rookie year, filling in for John Hall. Uh, I think he had a quarter groin. He wasn't on IR yet. So I played, I think, seven or eight games this year, and, and John came back. Um, yeah, right in the middle there. I think it was 39 yards. Uh, first game winner in the NFL. And, you know, playing for Joe Gibbs, Hall of Fame coach, it was just, uh, it was just surreal as a rookie being in this situation. 2005. So what were you? Were you uh, like 20, 24, 25 years old? No, I don't think I was quite that old. Probably 23. 23. Uh, 20, 22, 23. Um, nice. I played, for, I played for four teams this year. <laughs> so <laughs> undrafted to the Bears, then Dallas, and then uh, the Redskins, and then John Hall got healthy, and then I went to the Cardinals. And then to fill in for Neil Rackers, and then Neil got healthy, but they kept me. So, nice. it was a long year, long year. All right, let's run this through. Yeah, so right there, there was a strong uh, left to right. So I, I started it. I started it to the right, to the left. So and, the wind uh, is coming down this way. Or yeah, this so way. You, you can see the flags. It was, it was hard left to right. Um. So you're playing it through here, this way, coming this way, down, across. Yep. And I hit this thing hard. I, felt, I still remember the, the feel. It was, it was one of the – it was a good hit. Um, oh, great hold. Beautiful trajectory. I mean, you got that thing right here is the ball way over the line. And I, back then, I was still going fast. In college, they had us going one two zero, 0 Ralph Region. And that's super fast. And I probably was – my tempo probably back then was still around there. Um, so that really helps with – you know, you don't get the, the guys off the edge, any chance of blocking there. Um, Your protection team did a phenomenal job on this one as well. Yeah. Th- this offensive line was a very veteran group. I mean, you got guys from six-plus – plus years all along the line. I mean, these, these were all grizzly vets that knew what they were doing. And um, I had a real sense of, like, you know, I, I really want to do my job for my teammates because this team was very veteran and I was obviously a, a rookie. So as a kicker, you know, if, you're, if, if you already know you're at a one two one two five ops, you know, as a young guy coming in, you know, um, with these guys protecting, you're not worried about, are you worrying about these guys up up front or off the edge at all? No, I, I have no awareness of, of that. I'm completely focused on, uh, I call it the hallway. My, I'm going to the plant and I'm, I'm going through the, the mechanics of left panel and, and just finishing the kick, you know, not sitting back, um, getting through it. And, you know, that was just kind of, kind of my focus is is everything before the kick is is what I can control and that's was my mindset is to have complete trust in that and um, it worked out for us nice 
That was a big kick. You hit that like way up high on the net, you know, so that's a roughly a 40 yard field goal. You probably had 60 easy on it. I don't know about that. I don't see. I'm <laughs> one of those guys. I don't have any ego. When, I'm just trying to make the kick. You know, you got six well, or six inches. That's <laughs> not ego. I mean, you know, and the announcers always try to throw some kind of number when they see the ball, you know, and they don't really know what they're talking about other than Jay, but, and I, I guess, I guess Pat now, I mean, Pat's, Pat is now yeah. on the team. So. They're um, using that track man technology now. Do you, I don't, did you see that on Monday night or Sunday night football? They're starting to do yeah. that. That's really cool. That's so cool. Gosh. This is the best when kickers just like get to jump on a lineman and like hug. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, was, that's, you know, you have those moments you're addicted. You want to get, you want to get as many of those as you can in your career. Yeah. I remember uh, we interviewed, uh, Chris and I interviewed Martin Gramatica uh, recently, and we talked about a little bit about the ACL tears and celebrations. And yeah. this is a nice soft celebration. You don't have to worry about landing on your knee and all. Oh man! After this surgery, I don't think I can do any of those celebrations. <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple high five. All right, here we go. This look familiar? Yep. Well, it's Texans. Um, it was against the Colts, I believe, and that was an overtime again. So this one came down to the wire. Um, huge game. Whenever you play the Colts as a Texan, you know anybody in the division, but. Um, these were always close and whenever I had the opportunity to compete against you know Adam Vinatieri you know that when you go against guys like that I think naturally your game is is raises um and so I whenever I had an opportunity to kick against him that's the mindset I had was like all right you're going against one of the best in the world let's show let's show him that that you deserve to be here and that, that was a that was kind of a motivating factor for me part part of it was just a kind of earn his respect um and we're friends now but he's he's uh he's been a great mentor to me and um he's really helped me raise my game because I, I just knew how, how clutch he was what was pregame like playing against Vinatieri I mean I, I've met him once and it was not during a game but right. is it just a quick like hello how are you or did y'all have like an actual conversation talking about things it's pretty quick you know we have we talked a little bit way before the game, and you know he's into his routine. But yeah, it's there's um, compared to other guys, you know, very he's very focused, very uh, doesn't like to, you know doesn't joke around as much as other guys that I've uh, um, competed against. And so, um, yeah, I I love the way he goes about his his business, and I just uh, and trust me, I. I would watch him warm up, especially I, I would usually get done uh, earlier than the other guy. And um, he actually starts on a kickoff tee before he gets into his field goal uh, um, steps. So he does three steps off of the kickoff tee, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he hits really high balls, obviously because the ball's off the ground. And he does that, I don't know for how many kicks, but he goes from that down to the ground and starts into his, his three-step routine. Um, after that um, so I thought that was interesting and I started to experiment with something some stuff like that um, but you know like he doesn't kick off anymore so that maybe that was just a, also a way to kick, kick off the kickoff to you a little bit um, if any, anything were to happen to the kickoff guy all right so talk us through this kick Nick so what's you yeah. know are, 
what's what's on the line here? Was this playoffs or was this just regular season? But it's a huge rivalry. Huge rivalry. We went to playoffs this year. Um, I'm not sure exactly the this, this situation or what week this was. Okay. But. And is this so? It's in overtime. Is this is it is this the era where still the same rules apply? Where first score or is this for the win and that's it? I think this was the the second. So this was the win and that's it. They had a, they had a chance to drive down and win it. There's eight minutes left. So there's there's been some time in the overtime already. Um, the extra point rule was already in effect by now. So this this is practically an NFL extra point or no? This was an NFL extra point, and that's where I usually kick it off of the right hash. Beautiful. Um, okay. And this is this is indoors, so I knew that if you know if I finish the kick, I could start it, you know, right middle, and if the, it would draw back a little bit. So there was no wind here, perfect conditions. Um, is this, yeah. weeks, is this weeks and Leckler. This is weeks and Leckler. So I I had a chance to play with some two Hall of Fame level punters, and and weeks, you know, unbelievable snapper. Uh, look at look at that snap, Nick. Holy yeah, it's crap. Perfect. It's perfect. And he's, he smokes it back there, so there's there's not a whole lot of time. And so they right there are the money. And so look at these four four D linemen on your front left line with two guys stacked behind. Are these guys trying to get a push and, and these two guys trying to get in two to three yards to try to jump? Yeah, they they're not allowed to press to push on those two guys, so it's not truly a double pusher, but they're probably you know, just trying to get a good jump. Um, okay. So 32s, you know, I would say that's a good spot to jump because that's the line that I'm kind of going after. Gotcha. Uh, that's, yeah, that's great protection. Um, they were coming hard on that right side. You know, what they should be, that's what they should be doing. Uh, but we, we had a lot of, a lot of weight right there in protection and that wing's completely free. So he could help, he could help inside a little bit. Right here. Yeah. So this guy's inside out, but he didn't have anything. He knew this guy was good, so he's checking him, and and he's inside out. And this guy's just waiting for the ball to get blocked to pick up. I'm assuming he's he's flared out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even Leckler just has a very slight. I mean, this was a money snap. I mean, so that's snapper did his job. Really, Leckler was just getting it positioned perfectly for you. I mean, there's yeah. an ever so slight turn on the way down. He's doing a slight quarter turn on the way down, it appears. Yeah, so I would call that perfect laces because when he catches that thing, it's that those laces are in his fingers. And when he puts it down, that's all he has to do is just rotate his hand towards him a little bit, and the, the laces are right where they should be. Perfect. That's what I think we need answered, you know, and if college snappers understand that, that's the stuff we need to hear. And really me, I mean, like to be able to teach high school snappers, Hey, like, you know, you don't get there yet, but aim for this. And what you said was beautifully said, just if the laces are somewhere inside the palm, you know, you got a 10 for 10, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. Right there. That's his fingertips are on the, on the laces. And that's an easy turn. That's probably the easiest turn. If where they were in his palm, he had to, he had to rotate his hand out counterclockwise then he'd have to do that and then take his hand away so that that turn right there is probably is the best turn uh clockwise turn towards the holder it's just it's it flows to get the hand out of the way beautiful all right let's watch nick drill this 
right down the middle. Beat the Colts. And so, you know, um, Nick, I remember, you know, coming through the free agent ranks and even like watching Matt Bryant. And, you know, this was kind of, you know, you're still in the era. If this is still in the 2000s range, uh, what I was taught, just because we didn't have as many resources, is literally what, what you are doing here. And I think you've worked on it over your career is what I was taught was deep plant, you know, a nice solid back leg tuck. Um, making good contact on on the inside panel and, and just transferring your your weight through and you know we didn't have the kicking coaches that we have now where they're explaining the stand tall to the ball form you know take care of your back you know like when you watch this form here and you like like I've seen you in the AAF and and, and other like even your more recent games are you are you now like do you do you skip through more now or are you still kind of doing this this was my form this was literally my form for many years until i met hollis and Houston. you know so talk about that maybe maybe your form then versus now i don't know yeah i i can't remember exactly when my ankle started to collapse like this kind of like matt bryant um yes but i i believe it's when field turf started to come out and that's when i i felt like my my ankle started to do this and roll and drag right um so I really focused hard on I, – I, try, I tried to heel-toe transfer, get downfield, to master everything I could before contact, to stay as, as tall as I could, to have the right uh, swing path, plant deep, wide and deep, and just to create that space. And then whatever happened after happened. And, I, you know, when I'm kicking off three-prong, it, it might be a little different. I don't drag when I kick off three-prong. And I, I don't, can't necessarily explain that, but – Right. When I'm when I'm doing that, um, when, I'm, when I got a snap and hold, this is this is the form that that I have, and it's it's I wouldn't coach this. See how my toe is kind of is is pointed in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, that was just yeah. That was naturally. That's just the way it was for me. I tried to open it up, and it just never. My hip never rotated that much. Uh, other guys did that. Were uh, Nate Kading. It was kind of a slight just there and I was I was going hard down the hallway to the plant and it kind of just stayed on my uh, approach path um so as long as I could master not master I mean I don't think I ever mastered anything but as long as I could perfect the ball contact and everything before contact I felt confident that I could make the kick um and get I've seen a heavy debate on Twitter lately of just some interesting verbiage used where, where guys are saying eyes up and, and eyes down and head down, you know, like for me, I think it's just like golf. It's, it's what every regular football coach yells at us at is keep your head down. Right. Right. And at contact, our head and eyes need to be down, you know? Right. And yeah. The, once the ball is gone, I mean, your head is still down and the ball is gone. Correct. Yes. And that, if I were more of a, an upright guy and, that, and was able to, just transfer downfield and you know not do that then I think my eyes would, would come up a little sooner but okay uh, my eyes here are are little they start transferring now about a yard downfield um to that hash mark and they're not staying back now I, I don't like the thought of eyes behind the ball and back um after you after you transfer your weight 
I do, I, I do believe in keeping your, your eyes down and then they transfer downfield, but not necessarily up. They're up there, but the ball, my plant, my kicking leg is already on the ground as my eyes come up. Got it. Yeah. At, that, at that point, the thought process I've yeah. had and I tell kids is as long as you're at impact at contact and, and your head and eyes are looking at the ball, once your leg swing is going through, the ball's gone, right? I mean, like you can't – if your your head and eyes are down and the ball is already five, seven yards away, you, whatever you did mechanically is done, you know, you're, you're free reign to look at the ball, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that ball's gone right there. It's gone. Um, I've experimented, trust me, over the years I've, I've tried everything, and – it feels it it feels good when you let your eyes come up as you swing. There's a there's this fluidity and you're, there's a, a nice release with the hip. But to do that in the game, I never quite um, trusted that, and so I, I tr- always trusted this more. And I I like the I like the eyes up thought on kickoff, especially when you don't you know you're not trying to put it through six yards. Mm-hmm. Um, that the eyes up really releases the hip nicely and keeps the torso. Uh, tall um but was it takes some, a lot of was it something you learned from like gary's honor because that the eyes thing is new to me you know like what yeah. where where'd you learn this from when i when i worked with honor in the past he was my coach for the cardinals my rookie year uh actually my second year and then when i went to i went to see him in 2009 2010 um a number of times I went and did a one-on-one with him. And that was the first time I kind of experimented with the, let the, let the eyes come up as you kick more of a natural, uh, you know, if you had a soccer ball sitting there and you're taking a shot, you know, you're, you know, your eyes are coming up, but it, uh, there was times in the off season that felt great. And then I would naturally, and then I would go back. So I've kind of done something in between where I let my eyes go to contact and then downfield and then they come up they don't stay back, uh, you know, head back and towards the spot the entire time. It, it's just keeping your right side back. You got to get that through. Right. Right. And I, I, I haven't been too keen on the eyes back thing. I, I've just more been kind of old school football coach, keep your head down at contact, you know, or for them, it was keep your head down. For me, I just threw Carol white in the Southeast. She just said, you know, as long as your eyes and head are, down towards the ball like looking at the ball when you're making contact just like golf you're good and then once the ball is gone but it is nice to hear the backstory on Gary's honors eyes up thought process and I think that's what needs to be explained to folks is you know the ball is already gone your eyes are now traveling upwards after the ball is gone rather than just a generic eyes up uh, that could that could tell people you know, you need to have your eyes up. And I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying what I'm seeing on Twitter and stuff. I think, right. I think there's just a misperception of, of the term eyes up. And I think it's after the ball has already been, been hit. And that just needs to be explained. But let's go if to the – If you watch Greg Zerline, he's a perfect example of a guy who probably brings him up too quick. Mm-hmm. And, you, and his, his ball hits the thing so hard that you'll often see a, a left to right kind of slice. It still goes through, but it, it's he's a, he has a huge leg, and he gets through it so much. Uh, but a part of that is kind of an open, a little bit of open, open foot that causes that slice. But the the eyes up, he's been really successful at doing that. Um, and I don't know if Zoner had an influence on him, but 
the there are a lot of guys that usually huge leg guys that that can do that technique and are really tall um it works uh but yeah it is it is kind of old school to keep the head head down and just as you you know wait for the wait for the fans to tell you it's good or not right all right so let's go to this last game which was which was cool because you are now in the Colts stadium actually let's 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 run this through real quick it's kind of fun watching Leckler gets get a nice little mini fist bump here <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> that's the best just seeing all your linemen like just that that I mean, they had to really like you. I mean, like these. I mean, obviously, they like winning games and game winners, but they don't necessarily have to come run back and 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 hug you like that. That that means that you're a good teammate. I mean, did did you know these guys up front blocking for you? Yeah, I mean, this when they signed me, and I was signed midseason week five, so I'm getting to know my teammates every week. Um, and at this point, I think I was a uh, nine, eight or nine years in the league, so I. I knew some of these guys, Brown knew him and um, some of those other guys were younger, but, but yeah, you make a concerted effort to, uh, to meet your linemen first and foremost, when you get to a new team, um, you know, shake their hands, introduce yourself. And, you know, the best way to prove, uh, to have to earn the respect by your teammates is make kicks. Right. You know, that's, that's the priority. And I mean, look uh, at these guys, there's like four or five of them just ready to get on here. Yeah, I mean, and that guy right there, I mean, he's played 12, 13 years. Uh, he plays for Seahawks now, Brown. And and just just having Leckler be my holder, I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Just just have him hold the ball. But, you know, he held for Janikowski. Just to – I had so much confidence being around him. It wasn't a, it wasn't a single worry that I had when, when Leckler was holding for me. And just to be around his personality and, you know, just – it was awesome. I love working with veterans. All right, so now we go to Indianapolis, all right? So yeah. it's literally the, the opposite as far as venue-wise. However, you're, you are indoors. Uh, how is it different with this game? This was a Christmas game later in the year. and We needed to win this to, I think, get you know first seed, I believe, in playoffs. I think we needed to win this to just to maybe go to playoffs. Can't. Can't quite remember, but um, this was this was important. This wasn't the kick. This wasn't the game winner. I don't believe it was a. But this, I yeah. I, I was able to get. I think four. Because how many field goals did you make in this game? Five. I think five. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think I got four out of the five field goals in here. So this, yeah, I mean, this was a back and forth field goal type of game, and it was a battle against me and Vinny, and I just. I just knew that, you know, like I said before, I just – I love playing against him. And I, I just – it was a great competition, great game. Um, was, I happened to make all the kicks that day, and we won. But, yeah, there's there's just uh, – to play against your division rival away, um, this – I can't remember what – this was probably – the second or third, third kick. So this third is your, so uh, Colts are up three zero here. This is your first attempt. It's a twenty one yarder. First attempt. Okay. So you know, obviously, like you know, they they call these chip shots, but you know, even that was the, low. I would say that was a low kick, and I, 
it's an important point probably when you get these shorter field goals is don't just have the mindset I just got to put my foot on it and make this because these are the ones that you'll you'll get blocked like that he was close and so I I could have done a better job and got gotten more trajectory here got it do you think that's a little bit of like visuals I mean being so close to it and having the tall post or do you think it's just put the ball you didn't get under it good enough or what are your thoughts here I probably hit this thing a little fat and just kind of – it looks like it was rotating pretty slow. I know you're slow mowing, but it's uh, – for it to come out at that trajectory, I'm not sure what it's like when it hits the net, but I could have hit this thing higher. I mean, that guy didn't get – that guy didn't get too much penetration, maybe a yard. Um, I mean, no, nobody was close. That right. guy jumped and was falling off to the right. It, I could hit that thing better. I mean, that's those are the kicks, though. You just you need to you don't for the younger guys listening, don't take any of these off. Or which I'm not saying I did, but I just feel like looking at it now from this angle. I look at a lot of film from the back angle just because I feel like I can see a lot just from uh, my approach path and and visual, visualizing you know the kid going through and right, but. So, yeah, beautiful point. I mean, young guys, hope you listen to this part because young guys meaning free agents, college, high school guys. I mean, don't take a yep. rep off. And in Nick's eyes, he's he's judging himself more so like this could have been a way better rep to him. I'm just curious because when you hear A ball, B plus ball, C ball, whatever, like what would you grade this ball even even though it was a, success, a successful make? Let's that was, pro it was probably – a a B ball, but you know, I, I felt good. I was healthy this game and um, Got it. where maybe, maybe this type of ball w was my A ball all day where, where maybe just my B ball is this was the best I could do, but I hit a 52 yard of this game where right before halftime and that ball was much better looking than this oh, one. We're going to definitely <laughs> see it. But it's uh, funny because I think um, Carney has, and maybe you'll be able to get this quote right. I'll, I'm probably going to mess it up because I've only met him once. You've been around a lot of these veteran kickers and now kicking coaches for a long time. But I think he made the comment that, you know, to, 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 you know, kick more of a B ball and weed out the CD balls and stop aiming so much for the A ball all the time. If you can get to the point where you're hitting your B ball nine times out of 10, you're going to, you're going to stay in a camp rather than hitting a C and D ball. I, I probably messed that up, Nick, maybe help fix that quote that I just said. I, I would agree with that. It's just the days you don't feel, very, you know, necessarily good. You got to take a cortisone shot or something before the game. <laughs> you know, you're taking the Tordal and it's just like, man, you, you still got to go out there and and do your job because no one cares, you know, that you don't feel good. So it's when you have days like that, um, your b-ball better be good enough to get the job done. And I, th I feel like that, you know, there's been plenty of games I, you know, I didn't feel necessarily great you know especially later in the year everyone no one does so it's just like you do what you got to do to get the ball through the uprights and you're going to have days where you're just count on great contact you may not get a um the pop that you have that you had you know weeks before um so you just you know you just prepare the best you can in warm-ups you know you don't feel as good as maybe you did uh three weeks ago um but that's that's i think that's Maybe that's that what that quote means. I don't want to speak for John, but that's right. That's how I would in, interpret it from my own experience. Is that um, 
there's games where you don't feel 100% and you still have to find a way to get the job done. So you made a second field goal, and I didn't get that on film here, but this is your third attempt, and it's from 24 yards. So literally the same hash, but three yards back. So this one, <laughs> did you get a little bit of an X here? What are you laughing about? I'm just curious. Just, uh, I mean, everybody's sacrificing their got bodies and giving everything they got to make this kick, and it's like, Sheesh, it's like this, there's, it's not just, hey, we made all our kicks today, and this is the, I mean, these guys don't get, it's a thankless job, they don't get the credit they deserve, I mean, when you see these guys on their backs, and it's, they call it a slow death, and they, and special teams coaches say, it's just a 1.3 seconds, 1.35, slow death, just uh, hold in there for that long, and gosh. You're, you're talking specifically the left end and up back here. Yep, and that 50 gets slices through there and lays out, does a good oh. job. Um, you know, that thing was a, a tick tick lower. He had a shot at it, um, but. Yeah, he still cleared him easy. But, yeah, <laughs> for, for, your, for your standards, I get it, you know. Um, and that should be the standard because you played at the highest level for many years. Like a great snap, great hold. I mean, all I actually, had to do was catch that and put it down. Actually, it, it looks it looks pretty clean. I thought it was an X, but it looks like you – I mean, again, it's right down the middle. So talk about the yardage here. Like, so the long snapper – I mean, obviously, we have – we're at eight yards and then a fell now, or we've been like that for a while. You guys have been like that. So I wonder if the ball was a half yard up. I know it looks – he's already snapping, so I wonder if it was a half yard up. It looks like it is. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it was spotted originally. Um, four and a half and then probably three and a half, I assume, if you, you have it at eight. Yeah, so we're at seven and a half. Well, he's already snapping here just because of the frame. So he may have had this a little ahead of the hash here. Um, was this something where, where did you did you get the eight – or did Leckler put the eight yards back and you would just then give your spot? Leckler would get the distance uh, and I would just yeah, give, put my spot down. But yeah, he, he would get the distance. Um, yeah, maybe we were a half off here or he rolled it back. It looks like he rolled it back a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes that does happen. Um, it was a dime snap. Holy crap. Yeah, even being a little bit off uh, with the distance, he's still able to get the laces out. That's that's rare. So, so this is a field goal battle. You've already made now three kicks. Now we have a 41-yarder. Now this is the back angle that you've talked about a couple of times. Um, obviously, yeah. it's not the on-ground back angle, but uh, let's see how this kick goes. This is uh, almost like a middle left kick. I mean, it's not even left pro or, or dead middle. It's it's left middle, you know. Yeah, and this guy off the edge here gets an unbelievable jump, and he actually hits me, runs runs straight into straight into my kicking knee, and I didn't I didn't get a chance to see the ball go through. And I asked I asked one of my teammates, "Do we do we make it?" Because um, I think they did throw a flag on this. Ooh. Yeah, there's. Um, but they, yeah, thanks. Thankfully, we made it. We didn't have to 
Uh, maybe we didn't get the, if we got maybe maybe we didn't get a penalty here because if we did, it probably would have been. Uh, well, it's kind of awkward. interesting. This green arrow in the in the background is pointing to where the ball almost lands. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> pushed that one a little bit. Well, that, that guy creamed me. I don't know if my eyes saw him coming off the edge there a little bit, and I wasn't as disciplined as I should have been. But um, interesting. Yeah, I remember the hit. I hit it hard enough and and well enough to have, to have a chance. But I, the way it fell off my foot, no, I had into it. When you're like not dead center in the middle here and you're not on the hash, and granted, you know, it's left pro hash different than college and high school, but still yet, like when you're middle left here and it's a 41-yarder, that's for you, that'd be a, a mid-range field goal. That's not a long field goal for you. It's not a short field goal for you. Like what, where, where are you aiming at now in, in, in accordance to it being middle left instead of dead center and not the left hash? So I'm I'm going a yard inside the upright, right, right middle. Um not okay. that right not not there. Uh okay. Middle middle about a yard right there. And all right. Uh indoors, no wind. So I, if it if we were outdoors and there was a field beyond this upright and I got these hash marks, I want to hit a ball that's gonna go through the uprights and still land in between the two hash marks. So that's got it. When I look when I'm in between these hash marks, sometimes you know that's my sometimes I I'll, I know that I'm here and I have I have four or five four yards to work with to my to my right and I got one yard to work with two yards to work with to my to my left not I know that if I start this thing and it it starts to go left I don't have any space that way so I can I can err on the side of 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 pushing a little bit right here um, especially if you're on the on the left hash yet. You know, I, either hash, you, you think of it, you got six yards to the left, I got six yards to the right to work with. You know, just don't 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 start the ball where you shouldn't. You know, indoors, granted, you can start the ball straight over the center and, and still make it um, and, and, or a little bit over the left guard and then squeak it through. But I knew that I had, if I can start this thing, you know, over that right A gap, left guard, right guard, um, is a good chance. I mean, it's pretty, you're indoors. It's a great stadium to kick in. Um, so yeah, that's that was the third field goal that day. So so you know we we all often get criticized for this, but it it it's what we're told to do, and it's kind of fun. Now it's not fun if it actually happened, but did this actually hurt, or were you? Oh kinda, yeah. Okay. No, there was no acting here. This guy hyperextended the knee. I thought I was like, I didn't hear any pops or anything, but the helmet was in the knee there's a great still shot of that on online and it's uh oh I keep yeah, that was bottom of the frame here legit i don't and i don't i don't get downfield that far so for him to hit that angle um i would coach guys not to not to try to block a field goal um that uh that line off the edge a little bit more in front right um, okay. i don't have the 52 yarder i'm gonna have to pull that up yeah, this is just a big kick. I I I don't get an opportunity to hit fifty plus yarders very often, and when I do, I, especially, I always tell my coaches, especially indoors, just get to the get the ball to the to the uh, thirty five yard line, um, and, and and if we're in a gotta have it situation, thirty seven, uh, so we're right on the thirty five, I believe, or thirty four, 
and so you know this was uh i think venetary missed 50 going the other direction so there's still time left in the clock to get in the field goal range and so like i said before when i play against him i just got this extra edge to to prove that i'm also clutch and uh for me personally making this kick uh, was big just to you know when you get this when you you practice these situations before half two inside two minutes these are big you want to make these um just to momentum and coming back out in third quarter so this was fourth kick i believe and it was a good hit went through it was a good way to finish the half I mean, that hit up on the wall there, up in here. I mean, that, you know, I think I think you can feel a little more more modest about your at least eight yards there. Yeah, I remember that being a, being a good hit, and um, yeah, there's no complaints on that one. Can't, can't see. I mean, that hit right up in here. And I like, you know, your middle right concept. I mean, it just drew right into that right middle spot. Yeah, I, I like this hash. Um, I just, if you can start it straight down and, and be confident that your ball is going to come back a yard or so, that um, I could count on that, especially indoors. But great protection again. There's nobody around my feet. Um, and I just, Knew that I could start this thing probably a little right of middle. And, um, you know, middle of the field's always – you don't practice that much, and I would encourage guys to, to do that. Uh, you could even put a little piece of tape down there, have your holder put some tape down there uh, just to make sure you hit the spot. But, we, I mean, we never had that, had that issue. There's just no landmark. So um, a lot of holders sometimes don't put their finger down um, so I, I like that. I like to see that landmark. If he didn't have his hand down uh, from the start, uh, some guys wait, delay, putting their finger down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I never liked that, but especially in the middle of the field. When you're on a hash, you have the edge of the hash mark, and that, that's there. and It's easy to go right. off of that. But, yeah, this is, this is a great operation, great, great uh, hold, and we put it through. I mean, dead center, guys. That's that's hitting the top of the net there and, and rolling down. Beautiful kick. Thanks. I just I – mean, I, Ooh, look at the right guard, Nick. Yeah, 95. He puts up a good fight. And... <laughs> <laughs> Goodness um, gracious. And obviously, we're, you're not even seeing that or feeling that. You're just zoned in, I assume. Yeah, and, I, and I'm actually a kicker who looks at the snap, so I I see a lot before the kick, but my eyes track back to the to the spot right away. I was um, the same way. I got criticized a lot by coaches for that. I was I always had to peek for some reason. I had to I was a peeker. I had to see when the ball left came through the legs. Yeah, I learned that from Kading. Being in camp with him uh, twice, three or four times, I think twice, and just seeing him and and studying Nate. I love the flow of it, like kind of the feeling of the ball coming at you and then you absorb that energy and and kick it as opposed to you're so focused on the spot and the reaction of the finger coming up. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like that that feeling. 
All right, that makes me feel a lot better then, especially with Kading. Uh, Akers talks about, and obviously yourself, but um, you know, Akers talked about that as well. So it's nice to hear some of this stuff, but obviously you guys did it at the, at the highest level. Uh, and, I, you know, you got plenty of trajectory on this. I mean, 44 has no chance, even though he's kind of – he's way back there, obviously. But um, it looks like these guys are more so doing an internal push to try to get a block instead of coming off the edge. Yeah. yeah try. So you almost wonder, Nick, do you think, like, someone noticed – maybe the B balls earlier on in the game to try to do this, or is this just more like, Hey, let's, we've been going edge all game. Let's just go middle on this one. Maybe because in the middle of the field, it's just, it makes more sense to do a middle block instead of coming off an edge. If I was on a hash mark. Um, Cause you piped the 52 yarder I and mean, that was an A ball, you know? Yeah. I, I would give that an A and I'm not, this one. I can't really remember how it felt off my foot, but yeah, when I, I would grade it based off of how it felt coming off my foot. And, um, yeah, I don't know why they – I would think because it's in the middle of the field, they didn't come off – one guy didn't come off the edge at least. Um, but you kind of can't – you can't bring both guys. And then maybe they're counting on a lower kick. Right. Well, dude, um, that was fun. I know that wasn't five to ten minutes like I said earlier. It was a solid hour, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the first time we tried it. And I appreciate you, Nick, for, for being on with us and just talking kicking. Yeah, that was fun. I would love – shoot, if I was a younger kicker, I'd love to hear Josh Brown do that or Shane Graham and, you know, Vinatieri, just to have guys talk about what they were thinking. It's a great idea that you had. And hopefully you get more guys to do it. Yeah, uh, you're the first. I appreciate you doing this. I mean – I remember you in 2009 meeting you uh, at the Aguirre camp. You said Aguirre camp and I think in Vegas, maybe. Yeah, Vegas. But, and you had told me like, you know, hey, I'm still, you know, getting, trying to get back in, you know, and I remember being like, man, this dude's still grinding. And I was, you know, I was uh, a little younger than you. So um, I'll never forget it. Cause you always said like, that was, you know, we were kicking off from the 30. And mm -hmm. so, you, and I got it to the goal line and I thought like, this, this sucks. Like there's, you know, I, have, I don't have a chance. And you were like, I'll never forget it, Nick. You were like, that was a good kickoff. And I remember being like, really? Like, I, I don't, I didn't get in the goal. I didn't get in the end zone. He was like, you, you, you were like, you know, well, it's 70 yards to get it there. That was a good kickoff. And that's all you said to me. That's like, that's all I needed to hear. on um, like making me feel good as far as like, I still had it, you know, but maybe my cards were, were more arena ball, but at least I felt like, 70 yards still is a, is a far, far way to, to do a kickoff, you know? Yeah, that's a big kick, especially from the 30. One of the – you look at old film, I mean, to get it to the goal line and in the end zone was a rarity, um, not like it is now. And, and, and we were kicking balls that aren't like they are now. You know, they're sure. not as broken in, um, more out of the box um, when I was coming out. And then when they changed the rule – that extended my career, but yeah, it's, yeah, I remember that day. That was the one, com the one Houston comment that I went to with his honors. Um, yeah. I also, you know, we go back to, we only saw the positives of those games, but there were some game there's some kicks in those games that I had to bounce back from early on that, uh, that I did. So when, when, um, 
when young guys face adversity, it's so important to come back and make that next kick. You know, I wouldn't have played 10 years if I wasn't that, if I didn't do that, you know, if right. you're going to miss. And when those misses happen, make sure that you make the next one and you go on a streak and then you may miss again. Right. And then you go on, a, then you go on a streak, but you know, the game's never over until it's over. So if you miss one early on, it's going to come down to you probably in the end, since these, you know, most of these games are within three or four points every time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I loved, I loved the challenge of, of digging myself out of that hole as much as I hated the feeling of missing mm-hmm. um, and coming back and of that feeling of making the last kick in the fourth quarter when, if, when the team needed me or if they needed me. But I, um, it, we only saw the positive is my point. So there, there, there gotcha. were some kicks in those games that I, that I, I missed one against uh, in the Redskins game. I got one blocked um, against Josh Brown. And I had to come back and make that. I think I was two for three that day, or three for four, three for four. And uh, but yeah, not, it's not always going to be perfect. Is my point. I mean, it's even the five for five ones. There's I could I I could have kicked it better, you know. Um, and I think that mindset helped me play ten years too, or and stay in camps and playing other leagues. Is that level of of expectation and and because the bar is so high at that level, right? And we we know that. I mean, everybody is so good. Um, so yeah, that's, I thank you for this, uh, opportunity to, to speak on those kicks, man. Yeah, that was fun. Appreciate you being on dude. And, and, uh, hopefully recover gets the recovery goes well. And, and whenever the virus deal goes down, you know, you'll be ready to go for whatever comes next. So thank you. Thank all you. right, man. Hopefully we'll see you in Cali soon. If everything's okay. Uh, we're Chris and I will be coming out, uh, hopefully the first week of June, uh, to bring, Right now we have four guys, but we may end up having eight or nine guys that come with us pending the coronavirus is going down. But our, we're still expecting to come out there the first week of June. So, okay. I'll be around. I love, I'll show up, man. Yeah, we can go eat some Mexican food or something. Yeah. Absolutely. If they, <laughs> if they let us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess curbside. All right. Yeah. All right, bro. Have a good night. You too. Later.